There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Mizzy Bender, and I have the most exciting guest with us today. It's somebody that I have admired for quite some time, and we have some history in the most unique kind of ways, and it really all developed through social media. So I can't wait to tell you the story. So Lexi Silver, please welcome yourself to the show. I'm so excited. Thank you for welcoming me. I'm so happy to be here and seeing you again and talking to you again. Oh, this is Amazing. Thank you so it much. It is real cool. So it's really fascinating because our relationship really started over social media. We've never formally met each other. <laughs> and it's like one of those things that sometimes when you are just scrolling the internet, you're for, I don't know what it is and why it happens, but this like weird electricity starts to fly and you're just like, you know what? This is one biatch I just need to know. And <laughs> I don't know if I like stalked you, but like I was certainly like watching, observing, you know, you're a really powerful female in the lifestyle industry. And I'll let you share your background, how you got to where we are and everything. But I just wanted everybody to know that it really started out that I was like, who is this? And I was like, you know, all (laughs) over like, and then it kind of developed into, you know, you were helping me on the SDC side when I was trying to figure out how to do the podcast on there, which I never successfully executed. We could talk about that. But <laughs> and then it migrated into me being a guest on your one year anniversary of your fabulous book. So I'm not going to share any more. So with those tidbits of information, I'd love to hear your perspective. <laughs> Okay, so firstly, I think it is amazing that you're doing this as you were stalking me because I very much feel like the opposite is true. Uh, Hey, girl crushes, girl crushes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're obviously kindred spirits. We definitely have, you know, a very unique connection. We're both in the lifestyle. And thank you very much for saying what you said. But I also see you as a very strong, empowering female figure in this industry in general, but especially like in our lifestyle, you know, Um, and I think it's amazing, you know, I love that you have uh, a podcast where you're able to express yourself and you're able to, uh, you know, thank you for allowing me to express myself too. Um, But also, you know, just to, to help shape the dialogue for people who are exploring open relationships and give them a space too to learn about what it's really like. Um, And that's very much where I'm at with that too. I started in the lifestyle officially, officially, uh, because somebody from stc.com, a friend of mine who was associated and still is associated with STC, uh, brought me in. I had been, uh, what was I doing at the time? My goodness, I was uh, doing marketing for an uh, erotic events company here in uh, Montreal, where I live and where I'm from. And uh, the company is called Mondoze. And through, oh my God, so many different coincidences and things that happened and partnerships, um, I got to know somebody from SDC and I 
don't know how it happened um, as, you know, my relationship, my very long-term relationship was growing and changing and expanding. Um, everything just kind of collided at the right moment. And I started, I guess, like we, we began opening up and it was because of all of these other experiences, my open-mindedness, my husband's open-mindedness, my, you know, SECs and my friends and my whole world. It just all was, it was, I don't know. It was just perfectly timed. So like a little explosion of just brilliant, <laughs> like, oh my God, this is the turning point right here. Oh, definitely. And uh, it was, I think so. I can't even tell you how many years it's been. It's been a while. Um, and, uh, I'm very fortunate. I'm also the media director for scc.com at the moment. And, uh, you, you know, know, is I one of our, is our main sponsor. You see me with their swag, you see me posting. <laughs> and if anybody wants to join, we do have trial memberships that we can share out with you. And so we got you hooked up. <laughs> I love that. And it is one of my favorite places too, you know, as far as like dating goes and meeting people and also, you know, uh, sharing my events, like when I do my webinars for swinging or cocktails and erotic tales, which was what I had invited you to. I love to, you know, share that with STC members also. And, you know, I, I never thought that when I first started writing erotica in my late teens, that I would end up here after having written a book, being in the lifestyle, meeting amazing people like you. And I just feel so fortunate. Um, we pause for a second because if you heard her say she started writing erotic stories when she was a teenager so you've been sexual <laughs> since the womb like your branding <laughs> is like you've come up with the most savvy branding for your sexuality can you share some of your like you know branded words or tags I don't know what you want to call them but like that is so funny. Uh, I like to call it my lexicon, my lexicon. Um, it's, uh, I have um, things that I like to say or hashtags you could find me through is uh, get lectual. My explore your lectuality. I like to say it's that a lot. Brilliant. It's like fucking brilliant. <laughs> you know, like that's one of the things, I mean, clearly you're a marketer, right? So as I'm listening to you and I hear that your background really is in marketing, which is some of what my background is also, you know, it's e not easier, but for those that are not in that business mentality, maybe don't really realize that they should come up with some savvy, unique brand identity that goes specifically, and yours is captivating. I mean, that's like some of the things. And, you know, even when you look at your social media feeds, it's all cohesive and it's just, it's just beautiful. And so like those, those words really do capture you. So I always know that it's you, even if I don't read what the caption is, I see it. Thank you. Yeah, I, you know, um, I find it so hard because I'm a very creative person. And, you know, there, I'm, I'm also a marketer and marrying those two worlds is sometimes very challenging. You know, when you're in creative mode, and you're, you know, uh, creating a writing, it's hard to kind of get out of that and then promote yourself. I'm super good at promoting other people. But then promoting ourselves is often hard. I mean, um, you know, you have so much going on for you. You know, you have your events company, you have your sexy merch that I love watching you wear. Uh, you, you have, you know, your podcast, you're all over the place and you're 
it's, it's incredible. And you know how much time it takes, right, to do that on all the platforms in such a way that we don't get banned or taken down. Censorship that's the is biggest hard. thing, yeah. get, not getting banned. Like, that's my worst fear. You know, you have to learn how to be really sexy by pushing the borderlines, but not jeopardizing those accounts, which is the craziest thing I ever had to learn. And my biggest anxiety filled thing last year that I needed to overcome actually. Really? Yeah. Facebook kept shutting me down and I, and my boutique, my boutique sales actually went down because of it. And I was like, this is fucking no good. It was twofold. It taught me that the world is much bigger than Facebook. So I did branch out, which is what allowed me to really take over so much more of what I can, what I think I can do. So that was a really good learning as well as learning that you need to be like really edgy in the most conservative way. Um, but really stressful. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I did not know what to do. And so I fucking, that's terrible. <laughs> and you're not alone though. You know, myself too. I had the, I, I, it's a continuous struggle. I am super vocal. I love swearing every, all the filthy vulgar words in the dictionary it's are is more than I do or we're in the same. I mean, yeah, for sure. Fuck is one of my favorite words. It's so versatile. It's a verb. It's a noun. It's, it's an adjective fucking like it's, there's so much you could do with it. And I love it. But, um, you know, and I love talking about sex and being open about sexuality is just very, um, unfortunate that, you know, even in an educational capacity, we can't really go out there and say the things that we want to say when it comes to, you know, traditional social media. Luckily, you know, on SEC, I could do that. On my site, I can do that. I can come onto your podcast and do that. You know, um, there are places that we can express ourselves. You know, ASN Lifestyle Magazine, for example, I write whatever I want. You and know, the issue is with that, it's really great that we do have avenues to be able to go to to share. But what happens there is it's a two-step marketing for us. So yeah. not only do we have to get the content up on the one site that will allow us to post it, but then we have to get our, you know, listeners, viewers, whomever they may be at that moment in time to that place. And so yeah. it makes it so challenging. You know, it is, it's kind of frustrating, actually, it makes it kind of a lot more work and you have to think <laughs> a lot harder. And it's true, you know, you are uh, a shining example of an entrepreneur who is also, you know, you have a, a lot like a family, an active social life, you have, uh, you know, you are creating and you're also marketing yourself. And, you know, we understand like what that's like. It's super hard. It takes forever to do. And sometimes it could be, you know, very, um, very exhausting. So, you know, work and play have to balance in such a way. Too. And so do you get to play a lot? <laughs> like, are you actively like in the lifestyle, like doing your thing right now? Like, give me some juice. Oh my God, some juice. That's very funny. Um, well, right now I'm being fairly cautious. Um, I have oh, to yeah. be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause you're in Canada. <laughs> so that's a whole different ball game right now. Yeah. We're it's, you know, and, and it changes It ebbs and flows. Um, I'm very lucky, you know, my partner and I are, uh, are amazing. We are great together and I have, oh my God, an entire closet of sex toys and my filthy imagination um and you know I do have like my partner my other partners my lovers who you know do keep the juices flowing in other ways because technology is an amazing thing and yes. you know I'm uh 
just building up that very juicy anticipation until I can go. Um, can branch out. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting that you say that because we've been kind of cautious also for, I mean, a really long time. And tonight, I mean, it's not going to be the tonight that it airs, but tonight, uh, no, 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 it's tomorrow night. I made the date for tomorrow night. We do have our single guy coming back. So we, I'm like, listen, and he's, he thinks that I'm funny too, because like we've hung out, but we haven't, we haven't, you know, hooked up because like, we're kind of just like, where's everybody, you know, you just think, right. Even though we know our lives and we know what each other's doing, we kind of put on pause. So, you know, today I was like, uh, you know, are you busy tomorrow? Full disclosure, I'm expecting to fuck at the end of this night. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page here. And he's like, LOL, you're really funny. And I was just like, well, it's been a while. So I just want to make sure we're real clear here on what I'm expecting. Dinner and fucking. (laughs) I can't wait because it has been forever. COVID really put like a fucking damper on some stuff. It's been annoying, actually. (laughs) It has been. It definitely has, you know, um, put like a a bit of a pause, especially on the lifestyle in general. The lifestyle has changed so much. You know, we went from being able to have like, filthy swinger parties where everyone's quite literally on top of inside of each other with like almost no holds barred obviously all of it being consensual I'm not you know um I'm not saying anything other than that in the most appropriate um, ways in the most appropriate consensual respectful ways but you know we can't really do that so much right now especially here um at the moment you know things are open but things are very very different you know you are we're all looking at each other in a very different way um and it has definitely changed the way we interact um and there's the screening process too like you just said you know here's what I'm expecting and like even for some other partners it's like okay well have you played with anybody else like in the last little while it's like uh when you know you're talking to people about anything else like with their sexual health you know like to get uh to get like a risk assessment like to see okay well have you been tested recently? Right. Uh, you know, like, here's and my isn't that kind of crazy? Like, who would ever have thought, like, is it is that like taking the conversation too far? Like, you know what I mean? At what point in time are you like, being like, all right, I don't I don't know about this. This is kind of and I guess that's probably why we put a pause on it. Because that is kind of awkward to have the conversations with people about. But that's where we're yeah. at. It's the yeah. times. It's, I will yeah. say, though, So talking about your erotic stories and like what keeps you kind of flowing and all that stuff. So by the time this, this episode airs, um, the listeners would have already listened to the short story that I briefly read on the anniversary. So what I did here was there's actually three parts to this like whole Lexi silver series that I had created in my brain. And so the, the first part is reading the short story and the short story was um I don't remember the actual trick shot shot. yeah yeah Um, and Jesus so just a a brief (laughs) synopsis of this whole trick shot is about your crazy mind in a pool hall and when that particular night that I was reading the short story legit like the week before I had just gotten back from a pool hall with like a fucking sexy ass woman and like some of the scenes that like are in this book are what like happened in there. So I'm like, wet as fuck reading this, <laughs> thinking about, you know, and I'm like, this crazy bitch, you know, like she really put these words together. Great. So if you want to hear all about this, make sure you go back and you listen to the actual short story. 
So then you can understand where the crazy mind came from and all of like the crazy sexuality and really to understand how sensual you are overall. So the last part of it, well, second part is that you're here now. The third part is, is I want to know before the podcast is over what your most favorite short story is. And I would like to read it so then the listeners can now and go and listen to the final one that you really love yourself. And so that was kind of, you know, the whole trilogy of what I was thinking. Oh, oh, my God. Okay, so firstly, for everyone who's listening, you need to understand that when Mizzy says this crazy bitch, she literally said you crazy fucking bitch like during my anniversary it was so fucking it was I think one of my favorite moments I will never forget it It was obviously very positive I just loved the reaction because you know I I was there you know we were prepping for the event I was going through my stories I'm like okay which story would be best for each person who's gonna be reading it so I had you I had uh Dragonfly I had Casey Carter I had Lorenzo and you know we were quite a crew oh my god it was such a fun night so I was going through it I'm like I didn't know why I just like I saw you there in that pool hall you know in like all seductive and sexy and competitive I'm like oh my god this story is for Mizzy like I couldn't it was it was made for you and then when you told me that I'm like holy fucking shit no way that was amazing right and that's what I'm like, the weirdest energies that vibrate through us to connect. I was just like, this is like the craziest thing ever. And so, yeah, that when I said so when I did say the craziest bitch ever I've, and everybody that knows me knows, I just like freely say these words and just, you know, like you, they, they just enhance things. So when you did bust out, I was like, oh, thank God, because sometimes I don't realize what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, OK, it's safe. It's safe. I forget we're all like crazy. So we can say things like this. We do and we can. And I totally took it great. It was it was honestly so, so rewarding for me because, you know, uh, I just wanted to make sure everyone had a good time and the way. Oh, my God, your reaction when you were reading the story. Like I saw you like juicing in front of my eyes, practically. And not even that, like when Dragonfly was reading her story, I'm like, can you stop molesting your boobies? Like, can yeah. I focus on the words? Like, I just... But I can't because you keep groping yourself and I'm like, this is too much. <laughs> we were all, oh yeah. Oh it was yeah. Great. That was, and so I also, I want to make a notation of that too, because like, I like to mention like powerful moments in time for me, like throughout my business, like historical moments, right? You have like these, these highlights, I'm sure. And you inviting me on to be part of this was like one of those turning points for me. And it was a turning point because it was the moment that I realized, wait a minute, I could do some, I could do something different. And it, you, it's going to, I'm going to try not to cry while I say it, but it was like one of those moments where I was like, you know what? Mizzy Bender brand can really go and Thank you. You know what I'm saying. Oh, thank you so much. I'm now I'm like getting a little fucking misty eyed over here. Um, I really appreciate that. And you, you can attain any potential. Like you have all that potential. You could attain any goal that you have. You could do so much. You're so versatile, you know, but don't you get scared ever? Like I have like the biggest dreams and I know like and this isn't to sound any kind of way, but like, and I feel anyway, anybody can do it. Like if you really want something, you can do it. But sometimes I get afraid and I'm like, am I being too much? Is this too? And I'm like, wait a minute, but well, who is, 
who gets to tell me what's too much or not? And then I'm like, right. Oh, get back on track and keep going. Right. Does that ever happen to you? Cause yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. All the time. We all, you know, we all have moments like that. And you know, I, I always, I had a moment like that just the other day where I'm like, okay, is this too much? Am I too much? Is, you know, is this really going to happen or can I do this? Or, you know, we all have, we all question ourselves. Um, and you know, I do that. I, I sometimes do that, you know, and then I realize that I'm doing it and I have to flip the script on myself and say, yeah, bitch, you're too much. So fucking what, if they can't deal with it, too bad. You're not the thing. I as a, a previous, as a people pleaser, like a past uh, people pleaser, it has been so hard to break from that and realize I cannot please everybody, and I will not waste my energy trying to please everybody. There are going to be people who uh, disagree with what I have to say or don't like me for whatever reason, um, and that's okay because I don't like everybody and I don't expect everybody to like me either. So when I create my stuff, I'm doing it for myself. I'm doing it for the people who do appreciate me and my brand and what I have to say. And, you know, I have the privilege of being, I guess, a voice in the lifestyle that people do tend to really, um, to tend to enjoy. Not all people, obviously, but there are some people who do kind of gravitate to that, you know, whether it's, you know, the signing up for my coaching sessions or coming to Swinging 101 or like reading my erotica or, you know, socializing with me on, on uh, social media. You know, I am, I'm very lucky, but for those people who don't or who do think I'm too much or, oh, she's a fucking slut. Yeah, I'm a slut. And so fucking what, what is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, I cannot change the minds of people. I'm not going to waste my time. If they don't like me, then it's too bad for them. You know, I, we, we have to stick together, you know, people like us, but yeah, it is fucking hard every single day, you know, whether like for uh, being an entrepreneur, you know, there is that like little doubt of, you know, fuck, am I going to fail? Is this not going to work? Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's that, but there's also that part of you is like, you can make this work. You are making this work. You have been making this work. Keep doing what you're doing. You're going to It's get like my it. journal over and over and over again. And it's like, Pete, no, you are succeeding. You already yeah. are successful. No, stop those thoughts, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard yeah. though, you know? And I, instead of like saying, you know, stop thinking that way, I try to say it's okay to feel that, you know? Like I'm not preventing myself from feeling those things, but I'm also kind of like, um I'm allowing myself to feel but then I'm like you know what you can fucking do this and infusing myself with all that positive intellectual energy you know like it's whether it's like writing it down a million times or you know talking to you and you know reaffirming that for myself like oh this is because there have been times where we've shared some messages back and we're like we are just burned like sometimes it's a lot and And it's funny because like people from the outside might not necessarily really see that we're taking a step back because everything is running, but in our own ways, we really are taking whatever that step back means to us. And so in those moments, like we've shared it a few times where I'm like, oh, okay, thank God. She's not that thank God, but like, okay, you know, somebody like needs a break too. And it's like cool to see that like, you know, everybody goes through the same process and it's reassuring when you have powerful people such as yourself share, you know, that 
not insecurity moments, but those moments of like, maybe this is tough. And so, yeah, and they are, yeah, for sure. And, but they are insecurities and I think we all have them. And we have some moments where we feel more confident about ourselves and others that, and they're all okay. You know, all those moments are okay. And, you know, it's so funny you say that because I was talking to somebody else, another very powerful woman just yesterday who was saying to me, you know, I feel uh, like I'm really behind, like I can't keep up, like I'm not, you know, and I just realized, you know, as, as much as people might see on social media or whatever our images that we portray to the outside world as being, let's say, this powerhouse of energy and creation, Yes, we are that, but we are also fucking human and that's okay. It's funny because like at the, like when our, we do the events and even whether it's with my minute parties or the boutique and their weekend takeovers and stuff, you know, throughout the weekend, people will be like, where's Mizzy? I'm fucking <laughs> napping somewhere. I think I probably <laughs> nap five times a day and that's no fucking joke because I was like if you motherfuckers want me to get through an entire weekend at like high energy dancing my ass off in shoes running the store running the event doing all this fucking stuff you're fucking bad goddamn right I'm napping (laughs) that's my secret to the trade (laughs) that is such a good secret and but you are such high energy we need those moments of rest we can't just be on all the time yeah yeah I realize hardcore. Uh, and I've told the story a few times, but it, it's in various different ways. And so with this particular moment, like I realized how important it was to really share my voice and to really share how it is that I need to operate in these moments of intense travel, uh, you know, the environments and stuff like that, because I did have maybe a small nervous breakdown, if you want to call it that. And, and it was a, a realization of number one, it's okay to raise your hand to say, you know what, it's too much. I'm yeah. tired. I need a break and I can feel it. And now it's just gone way too far. And although it was bad, it was the best learning because now, and it sounds silly, but like come October, October is one of our biggest travel months. Halloween is intense. It's just crazy. I already said now, you know what? Like if I have one day, like I'm sleeping, I'm not going to a fucking pump like a haunted house on a Wednesday night on a weekend that we're going to travel, you know, like I've already tried to set my ground rules because I understand what it's going to be like. And I have to set my boundaries and I need to make sure I communicate them clearly. So I don't go into what happened, you know, so the burnout's real at times. It is, you know, and it's so good, you know, that you're able to recognize like, okay, this is too much. And we're allowed to say no. And we're allowed to say, I can't, I, I'm, I, I don't have the, the space or the energy for this other thing. I, you know, we have to find some kind of balance, you know, in relationships, but also in relationships with ourselves, you know, I'm super good at telling people or lovers, my boundaries, like my physical boundaries, my emotional boundaries, my energy boundaries. But when it comes to myself, sometimes I'm, I, I push myself further than I should go. And then I have to reel it in. But by the time I reel it in, I'm already fucking burnt. You're right. You're already like far gone. You're like, well, well, I knew this is so bad. <laughs> right. But I want to go back to what you had just said, because you had mentioned that you're really good at sharing, you know, this information. Well, you're really good at it because you are a coach. So can you share some of that information with us? Like, you know, how did you get to that point? How can people sign up to be part of your journey and learn from you? Give us all the details on that. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like, you know, even in high school, I was always that person that people came to for information about sex or relationship advice. And anyone who's hearing this who knew me in high school may have already been part of one of those people who came to like seek out my services for that. And I guess, I don't know, I just always felt like I was, um, you know, a vault of information. And I must have been approachable in some way. And I think I just kind of took that notion with me, you know, through college and university and, um, you know, probably why I ended up studying psychology. Um, and so I do have a background, like understanding people. I understand people and I listen, you know, listening is, is a really huge part. And I listen to things that aren't said too, things that people aren't saying. Um, and sometimes it's so powerful, you know, during my coaching session, sometimes I like I, I, I take notes to for my own for myself and also to just keep track of, you know, some of the, the things that are going on and I can go back to it. And sometimes I notice somebody repeating a certain word or an emotion or a feeling that they don't realize necessarily that they have been, you know, repeating. And sometimes it's just like mirroring back to them what they're saying, like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that I was feeling that way or, or saying those things. Um, and, you know, my coaching is I, I do coach people related to anything about sexuality, whether it's, you know, wanting to become more confident with themselves, their skills, um, you know, trying to learn how to explore their bodies for the first time. You know, um, I've had uh, some really amazing people come to me who just have been in a very like restrictive uh, relationship before and never really explored themselves, had never really masturbated um, or given themselves space to do that. And, you know, I, it, it, it almost um, like to me was like, wow, you know, we have to start with ourselves first, you know, um, we have to check in with ourselves, not just our bodies, we have to, but our minds too, we have to connect with ourselves before we can connect with others. And, you know, I want to stop you right yeah, there because with sure. all of this that you're saying, and I'm thinking back to how you mentioned, so you started writing your erotic stories in way, way in high school, like junior yeah. high, high school. At that same time, you're saying that, you know, maybe some of your friends at that time chatted with you. So I'm going to ask you, do you feel at that age, you were much more confident as a female because you were able to wholeheartedly express your sexuality, which made you probably more approachable because I would have to say somebody that young that is able to be so fierce and feel so confident in their sexuality really is a much, it's a much different mindset than the average person. I personally feel right because not many people are that open with it, not that many people even understand or are willing to share, you know? So do you feel like that gave you the upper hand of like just building and, and, and I don't know, you know what, do you know what I'm trying to ask you? Yeah, yeah, I do. And, you know, I think for me as a teenager, I was growing and like, you know, my body was changing. I was, I was always very curious about things and wanting to try things. And, you know, that uh, curiosity, that desire to learn really did expand to my sexual experiences. So I guess because I had maybe, you know, as like compared to my friends at the time, the people who were coming to me for help or advice or just even a shoulder, you know, an ear, a listening ear, like someone to talk to, someone they trusted, 
um, I think they did see that, you know, wow, this is somebody who does kind of know what she wants. I didn't know exactly who I was. Like, I, I mean, um, I was learning about myself, but I was open to that. And I did want to um, share that with my friends, you know, who I was, what I was doing, what I was learning about myself. I kept extensive journals, which are so crazy um, and very revealing, very detailed. Um, don't worry, everybody who may or may not be in them. They are still very private, but always fun to look back on it and say, wow, you know, there are moments when I was very mature and there were also moments that I was very naive because I mean, you only know as much as you know at that time, right. but yeah, it definitely did. Um, it was apparent to people also, you know, with a rumor mill because I did oh. have a slutty reputation even in my teens, even though I wasn't right. theoretically like and doing anything that, I mean, I was having sex with people, but I wasn't, let's say, um, you know, fucking the entire school. But even if I was, who cares? The whole right. thing was, we were, we're talking about a very, you know, um, like teenagers, teenagers are terrible to each other. There's all kinds of stuff going on, insecurities and everything. And it's hard for people to see someone who is confident, um, who they don't feel that confidence in themselves. So there's a lot that goes into that too. But um, definitely, opening up and talking about sex, um, even from an early age and writing about it did give me um, a lot more, I guess, uh, insight too into how other people felt about their sexuality oh, yeah. and how repressed um, they felt too and how they wanted to discover themselves, but they were scared because they didn't know what that meant. Um, and I learned so much about uh, my friends and a lot of people in high school, too, that some people don't even know that I interact with because they secretly came to me to talk to me. Um, it was really revealing. And I really took that kind of, um, you know, I, I, was, I was very lucky that people trusted me that way uh, because, like, I really have kind of taken that through all these years that feeling of, wow, you know, people can open up to me, I'm here to listen, and I am very open, I will always be open to talking to anybody without having them feel any shame or judgment or embarrassment, because that is how I want people to hear me without shame and judgment. So important. We treat people how we want to be treated. Like, I always have had that ground rule. Like, Nobody has the right to judge anybody else because maybe I don't like what, maybe I don't like what your kink or your thing is versus, you know, and so I always, I love that you said that because it's so important to be just like open-minded all around. And so to be so welcoming and just to, and like, you just, you, you feel it, you know, sometimes people say it, but like the smile on your face and just like, you know, the, the gleam in your eye, you can see like how much like you're, you're just your life path has like really built you to like where you're supposed to be. It's like really just beautiful. Like, you know, that's why I love learning about people's journeys. And even though there are some hardships and there are some ups and downs and beautiful moments and stuff, it's at the end of it, it's the most beautiful story that one can ever tell because when something brilliant is the output of it, it's just beautiful. And so it is great. Did your yeah. husband's, was your husband like as sexual as you or was he like taken back by you when you guys first met or like how'd that go? <laughs> oh my God. Um, we met in university, um, my first year of university. 
And uh, I can't really give all the details about the whole background, but um, he was very much uh, a man whore slash slut as well uh, in that capacity, very open-minded, very dirty-minded. And, um, you know, I think we just kind of flocked to each other. We have very similar energy. We're both leaders. Uh, we were leaders in our respective communities within university. Um, and uh, we he's, he's just one of the most amazing people I've ever met. He just... Um, he has a super dirty mind. Uh, he's <laughs> definitely connected with that. Very open, very kinky, also not shaming, not judgmental. And it was just natural that we progressed together over all this time and uh, we opened up right together. Um, it just all worked out that way. So, yeah, no, he was not taken aback. Um, I, I have like, I when. I, I think I've always been very readily embraced by my partners because of how open I've been, or maybe I can I've, see that too. Yeah. The opposite, because maybe they not, maybe the men haven't had the opportunity to really embrace a woman such as yourself who does know so much maybe about her, you know, cause I can't say even like at my, at my college years, which I didn't have, but whatever that would equate to, uh, I wouldn't, I don't think that I even knew anything about what I liked or not. And truthfully, it probably hasn't been until like over the last couple of years where I left my past life and have been able to be in a position where I can, I mean, you know, all the things that you like and you want to try and whatever, but not, it wasn't until over the past couple of years that I was able to actually act it out or, you yeah. know, try it, embrace it. And it's really freeing and exciting. So I'm really excited that Spencer has such a fucking weird mind because it would never, I would never know some of the stuff and I wouldn't yeah. even know that we could even try some of the stuff that goes on. So it's oh, good. And we're going to keep and we're going to keep learning. I'm so happy that you feel that liberty and freedom to express yourself or express intellectuality, as yes. I like to say. You put them in there oh. anytime you want, girl. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. I, you know, I, it's true, though, when I, me too, even back then, I didn't know the extent of who I am sexually. Like, I was very experimental at the time, but not quite to where I am now, um, obviously, you know, built on all. Do you flow between the men and the women or are you strictly yeah. just men? Yeah, I am. I'm pansexual. Um, so for me, it's uh, really just a question of being attracted to a person's energy. You know, I, yeah. um, Maybe that's I, what I am. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I find sexuality, uh, is so fluid, you know, I, I just, you know, labels for me sometimes are a little they're helpful for some people but for me I just I feel like a lot gets lost in what people believe a label is like swinger right you know when I tell people like I'm open they're like what does that mean and I'll say okay well you know I'm I'm a swinger but I'm also like you know there's some things that we do that are a bit poly so you know yes right it's and everybody to... brings it different. Like I, maybe I want like a long-term thing with this one person, but I don't want that with this one person. And so for me, I'm like, how are you supposed to put that in a box? Because that's not yeah. quite one or the other. And so I always find it to be challenging. And then you throw kink into it. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I yeah. just like what I like. And I, if it makes my hoo-ha tingle, <laughs> I want to do it. <laughs> uh, you know, you know I base it on. Oh. And I love that, you know, and it's whatever feels good for you, right? And you teach that too. I, we both talk about that a lot, you know, when 
uh, if it feels good for you, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't like the idea of being put in a box or having certain labels attributed to me. I like when people put things in my box, you know, consensually right. speaking. Um, but it's hard, right? Because then it feels very restrictive. I don't feel like we belong in any one particular category. And I think we all have the freedom of being able to explore all the categories that make us you know, excited or happy or make our, as you say, who has tingle or whichever now, place. You have a, do you have a favorite toy? Like, since Ooh. you like, like the insertion, do you, <laughs> tell me about, tell me. Oh, do I have a favorite toy? Oh my God. I have a few staples, let's say that Ooh. I kind of like go around. Um, I, I, oh my God. Wow. Holy crap. So many to choose from. Um, I have to say like my, I guess, traditional, you know, rabbit got like my, my dual stimulation there. Um, I love my womanizer for just like plain old, you know, clitoral stimulation mm -hmm. and, uh, I have some really nice butt plugs that I really enjoy too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just, I like being the idea, like the feeling of being filled. Yeah. You know? I understand yeah. it. Yes. The whole like stretching and all that kind of stuff that like fits into our category too. And then like sometimes Spencer breaks out like the gynecologist things. So it's like <laughs> things, or like the tunnels, like all, like all sorts of, sometimes I don't even know what's going on. And then like, when I, when the session's over or whatever you want to call it, I'm like, what the fuck is all this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, as long as it makes you feel good and you're yeah. consenting to it, what everything. It's right. Yeah, it's and you know, great. so that's like one of the other reasons why I really appreciate you too, because listen, is not, I don't mean this disrespectfully in any kind of way, but there's not many females that I run into that have a fucking serious drive. And I mean, serious, right? I mean, like, I'm talking about like waking up every day and like owning their shit and being like, you know what, regardless, like my brand is important to me and I'm going to do this regardless of any, anything, you know, and it's lovely that you're so sexual. <laughs> well, lecture, so how do you say it? What is lectual. the one that would be? Lectual. Lectual, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it, it makes me so happy, right? Because these are the things that make, females feel insecure make you feel insecure that you're not allowed to be a powerful female fuck that yeah you are fuck that, yeah and you know you're told you're not allowed to be sexual well fuck that yeah you are so here you have yeah. this badass boss babe who's like defying like all of that because not only okay so we talked about your coaching and just your whole sense of everything but you know, you do have your erotic stories and, you know, we've talked about that. Now, do you only write the one book or do you have other books in the series or tell us more about the writing? Sure. Yeah. Um, it's, there's so much happening like between the, the coaching and, you know, um, for sex and like specifically, you know, open relationships, as you know, and then there's, oh, wow, the stories. Okay. So I published Mating Season um, in 2020. Amid the beginning of the pandemic, like a fucking psychopath, and I never thought that it was going to be as well-received, I suppose, well, whatever I considered well-received, um, as, um, you know, it was. And, you know, I just wanted to do it for me. It was like a lifelong goal that I had. Some of those stories were fucking from when I was in my late teens. Now, and are they real stories or are they yeah. imaginative? Most of, okay, so most of them are based on my real life experiences or lex experiences um the 
some of them are just pure fantasy. Um, one of them, uh, well, one of them in mating season, one of the stories is called Succubus, which is actually um, about, you know, it in involves a, an actual, you know, succubus in a human form and the devil's in it. And so is a very, um, very willing, um, you know, human. Uh, I want I don't want to say victim because he's not actually a victim. He's very much consenting to what is happening. Uh, but, you know, basically just is yeah. a very sexy, filthy threesome um, with two basically demonic <laughs> right. figures. So, so, so that probably that, didn't really happen unless we're, no, you know. Yeah, the, the physical stuff, I mean, very much so. Um, a lot of it is based on real life. And I have a lot of stories that are in the pipeline as I am putting together um, Mating Season, the second volume oh. of Mating Season. I haven't yet decided on a publishing date because there is still a lot um, to be done, but I also have some standalone stories. What actually goes into about. like publishing a book? Like, how do you actually do it? Well, I'm self-published, so it's for sure where it works very differently when you have an official publisher and there's a lot more that um, goes into it on that end because you're working with different uh, different people. You have an editor or multiple editors, and there's a lot of, of other things that go into it. But on the self-publishing end, there is quite a lot that goes into it because you're basically doing everything yourself. So um, the I have, you know, I do have people that I outsource to to edit for me as well. Um, but yeah, all of the marketing, the creating, putting it together. Um, I've had, uh, I had a, an editor help me with, uh, you know, what is the nicest flow of the way the stories will go in the book, you know, getting, yeah. getting feedback. Um, my best friend, uh, uh, like really went through it and, you know, she's always given me her advice. She's known me forever since elementary school. So she um, knew, oh yeah, no, we have a great bond. Um, so yeah, it's. Awesome. It, a lot really goes into it, but really it's the creating part that's rough because it's a balance between what I like and then what I think people will like. So I kind of have to throw away, oh, well, this is what people will like because I'm really doing this for me. This is what I like. And if people like it too, great. And if they don't, there's so much else out there. There's so much erotic literature for them to read and enjoy and embrace. You can write your own literature if you want. It doesn't have to be Shakespeare. It can be whatever feels good for you to write um so you know it's it's really for me at this point most of the stories are already written they just have to you know be ordered and put together yeah. and you know created in such a way it takes time though it takes time oh I can only imagine because you know in projects like that and then you know like you said you have your your different um seminars or your things and and all of these things take time to build and you know, even just the technology part of it and being able to know how to do all that, like, you know, to be a one minded operation and have to know how to do all of it is really challenging at times. And so, you know, it's just one of those things just to make sure that people understand, you know, independent women such as this and, and it's men, but we're just talking to a woman right now that it's a lot of work and all of these things. And so when you see our passion and you know, those moments of joy, you really understand where it's coming from because it is so much that goes into it, which is, you know, it's very cool. Is there anything else that is in your portfolio that we didn't touch upon that you 
Wow, there's so much. It's just unreal. Um, and you're right, you know, there's, oh my God, there's so much. And so it is very rewarding for us when other people also take joy in what has given us joy and what we worked so hard on. Um, you know, so yeah, like currently it's uh, for me, the main things in my, you know, quote portfolio are uh, my relationship and, and sex coaching, uh, you know, specifically for folks who are open, thinking about being open, already in the path of openness, swinging, non-swinging, poly, all the different terms you want to use. Um, really just uh, doing my coaching has been really great and rewarding for me. My writing, which is my absolute passion, has always been my passion, will always be my passion. And uh, really pouring as more of myself into that as much as I can. And, uh, you know, writing, like helping out people with like sex advice on my blog, you know, uh, or whatever my thoughts are. Um, whatever I have happening. And yeah, like you said, you know, my workshops, my webinars, um, right now I have Swinging 101, uh, see, back for season two with new topics, sexy things happening, uh, lots of information about that on LexiSilver.com. So where do they actually find, like, when does that workshop happen? How do they find it? Like, how, what are the details for that? So, uh, so Swinging 101 season two or whatever season it will be whenever you're listening to this, because I have a feeling there will, this will continue for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, there are five episodes uh, in this. They are through for the next, for, from September through December, 2021 for now. Um, and uh, you can get all the information, tickets, all that on LexiSilver.com. Lexi with an I, silver with a Y, as I like to say. Um, and yeah, so there's lots of topics like that. My cocktails and erotic tales, which are nice opportunities, great webinar events. Uh, wish they could be in-person events, but right now webinar events allowing me to, you know, read aloud from my own stories or in the case of when I have great guests like Mizzy and Casey and Dragonfly having other very amazing, powerful folks who are able to... Uh, just put a voice to my story so I can actually hear my words and the way they make you feel. Oh God, that was so fun. It's so nice to have that. Experience. I can't, you know what? I can't, I can almost imagine. So I equate that to like when I go to an event and I see somebody wearing like one of my shirts yeah. and I'm like, oh my God, they're like wearing my swag. And so I would imagine that like that same feeling like comes over and it is, it's like one of the, you get like just it's just like Christmas day. You're just like, oh, this is just so great. And everybody has a different personality too. So yeah. even if like two people read the story out loud to you, you get two totally different interpretations, which is the most amazing part about what you do, because you give people the opportunity for like sky's the limit, you know, like think outside of where it is <laughs> and just kind of like be in that moment for a second. And so that's like a pretty that's a pretty glorifying thing when, because you always have to read the stories and you have to go back and listen to the podcast about, you know, the one short story and the one that will be coming up because you'll understand why I say. And so, girl, you're really <laughs> just amazing. And I'm really happy that we just have connected on however this is. And I do hope that like sometime in the future, we have the opportunity to meet one another and, and do oh, something. Will. Oh my God, we will. And it has been it is such a pleasure to connect with you all the different ways that we're connecting right now, what we're able to, however we're able to connect right now. I'm just so thrilled and so lucky and privileged. So thank you. And, you know, um, being able, I don't even think I answered one of your original questions. What is my favorite story in mating season? Yes, well, you do. Have to I, tell I, I don't yep. know if I answered you. Um, 
Oh man. Okay. Well, right at right now at this very moment, uh, it would probably be the secret passage, which is the last story and the longest story um, in mating season. It is uh, it is very much about open relationships and swinging and the discovery of you know self discovery, exploration. Um, you know like self-exploration, couples exploration, group exploration. There's really a lot in there and there's definitely going to be a, a sequel to that. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Everybody. Um, maybe, so maybe what I'll do is I'll read that one for the next one. I'm kind of thinking it through because now I'm almost like, well, maybe I'll add that as like a little blurb at the end of this to kind of give people an understanding of what it is and direct them to go to your site so they could look more into your book. <laughs> You know, I'm Ooh. thinking now more long term. <laughs> so Ooh. I have to think about how we're how I'm going to put this all in. But I wrote down the top that title so I can figure out what to do. But make sure um, the viewers, not viewers, the listeners, when they want to go and buy purchase. I know you said your website already, but say it one more time. And then also give us like I always ask everybody to give us like a takeaway of the lifestyle, something that's important to you, something you think you should share. So give us like your good final like output. Oh, wow. Um, so firstly, you can find everything, mating season, my erotic stories, my, uh, my blogs, my coaching, webinars, uh, everything on LexiSilver.com, Lexi with an I, silver with a Y.com. And, um, you know, as a takeaway for people who are either, you know, curious about the lifestyle, don't know very much about it, or just starting to explore or have been in a lifestyle forever and ever, um, you know, I would just say there is no limit to what you can do. The possibilities are endless. It's all about, you know, taking everything one tiny step at a time. You know, some of us come in very, very excited. We want to do everything, but it's always a great idea to just breathe, take a step back and do things one at a time. Um, or I won't necessarily see, do people one at a time, but, um, you know, step by step, baby steps, especially if you are coming into the lifestyle as a couple, baby steps is very important. You know, um, you can't, there's no control Z or Z or, you know, undo button in real life. So, you know, communicating, respecting each other, um, more communication and taking things gradually is the best way to explore the lifestyle. It doesn't matter if you're just getting started, if you've been doing this for years, and that is my number one tip, um, which is like three tips in one, but there you are. <laughs> there you are. No, have but it. it all goes, but it's so true though, because people don't realize like, that's like the biggest mistake that like I hear time and time again is that people go into it with the expectations that they should be like fucking the first time they go to a club or even like the second or third time. And that's just unrealistic. Like yeah. that's just not going to be the case. Like you need to, you know, go to the environment. You need to like get adjusted, acclimated, understand, you know, figure out how you fit into it before you can really think that you're going to get into a really good sexual experience because the odds of that happening are very slim. And so all of those points in there were absolutely what is, I agree a hundred percent. So uh, this has been absolutely wonderful. And lady, this has been just like the highlight of like my entire week and just everything. Like I've been thinking about it for so long. And so thank you so much for sharing this with me. 
thank you for giving me the motivation, the understanding and the knowing that I am capable of doing anything and everything. And just know that you have made such an impact in the Mizzy Bender brand and in my world. And I will forever be very humbled about your presence and everything about you. And so everybody that's listening to this right now, I do hope that you go and you find her on social media, a beautiful human being, go register to her website, her classes, learn, grow, understand, and just let us know if you want to hear more because we'd be willing to put together more programs for you. So until next time, you guys, make sure you go back, listen to the short story, stay tuned for the next short story, and I'll talk to you so soon.